Can we agree mm -hmm. that the Grinch mm -hmm. is probably like really wild in bed though? Like that man is not afraid to try anything. Do we have to agree That's about really that? Fair. Do we have to? Hey, we you do. know what though? You, do you we have to bring about? it up? <laughs> like we have to agree. Like both sides of the aisle agree. <laughs> Shoot <laughs> me, I refuse. Testing from Ted to side. AOC. <laughs> like, what that poop was? You should look out there and be like his strong muscles. Those are nasty. What the fingers do? But like, right? Like, what kind of fingernails? Glass in like a window or something? Yeah, he was able to like cut through glass right. and stuff like that. Oh, sorry, my audio, my like headphones. I think I just like. Messed up somewhere. Oh. Okay. Um, I'm back. You turn them off and oh, on I again? I a bunch of funny stuff. Yeah. We did say uh, a bunch of funny so... stuff. Yeah. No more funny. <laughs> it's all done now. We ran out. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of running out of funny stuff, let's keep <laughs> scraping the bottom of the barrel on this episode. Click. Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remember that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up. <laughs> Done. <laughs> we used all our notes on this. Um, but welcome to I've Been Meaning to Listen to That, the podcast where we go through albums we've been meaning to listen to and use it as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. I'm Andrew Ambrose Lee. I'm Sean Wilkinson. And I'm Christine Baranski. <laughs> horny yeah. Christine Horny Baranski. Christine Baranski. <laughs> Very horny. Wow. For, for yeah. the Grinch. <laughs> You're a mean I don't one. think they have like, I don't think they have like chemistry. They have like. This no, there's mutual fetish fetishization <laughs> of each other. They, they also have a do don't we, interact. They don't have a scene really. together, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Welcome to Ivan Mean to listen to that. Uh, we're here to talk about Dr. Seuss's The Grinch, uh, the Jim Carrey version, and also like in a roundabout way, the original too. Um, the book and the little little like uh, thirty minute short. We got two guests here today. They're our returning favorites, our yearly tradition to have them on for our Christmas episode. It's Aaron Kaufman slash Aaron Elizabeth and Justin Kled. They're back. Hello. Oh, yeah. I kind of just want to ask everybody, like, like, did you actually enjoy this movie? <laughs> like, I had a fun watching this movie. I did, too. That's not I the question. I had, a, <laughs> I had a fun, like... 40 minutes watching it and then it became like <laughs> the a back half i'm like oh my god let's be done so who is yeah, actually truly seen it? yes exactly i had never seen it before i had never done a full watch through of it hey so i'm not the only i, See, I thought i, I was gonna so be none of you have seen it as like kids or anything like that i saw like parts of it weirdly oh i yeah, i watched the yeah. i watched the original like i adore the original cartoon you oh, know yeah. 40 so 30 good. minutes long incredible so i watched that this is my first time ever watching the jim carrey version because i've avoided it all my life <laughs> well, why, did you, why did you what do you mean avoided it like, what was that like kind of like i've like specifically avoided it because was it like, I knew scary it was gonna be hated no because oh, okay okay i don't <laughs> Here, okay big big huge take from me yes well, yeah. but big huge take from me from the very beginning i'm not the biggest jim carrey fan and oh. I just don't I don't think he's a bad actor. He's just not my favorite. I his stuff is just kind of like eh, it's Jim Carrey. But this movie specifically for a lot of different reasons I have avoided. Yeah, okay. Here's my Jim Carrey is a lot. As a person, he's just a lot. I think like even his dramatic roles like he, I don't know if you've seen the documentary about like the man on the moon 
movie, basically, where like he played Andy Kaufman and he was like terrorizing Paul Giamatti. And he was like, this guy's too much. Just like Paul Giamatti, <laughs> like, 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 like how method he would go and stuff like that. I think yeah. like um, trying to be a real artiste, like, you know, with like an exclamation point at the end. Was it Man on the Moon, like his breaking point a little bit? Like he, that was the point where he just kind of st- took a step back and was like, okay, so Jim Carrey is a character I've been playing this whole time. Yeah, I think I'm going to so. take, like, a couple years, and we're going to find out who I am. Yeah, that's, like, when he kind of, like, went into his, like, zen, like, and he'll, like, do a movie like Sonic or something like that, or, like, Mr. Popper's <laughs> Penguins, or yeah. the number 23, yeah, or something like, like that. Um, I love Sonic. <laughs> it's 2021. We should at least have Mr. Penguin's poppers. Oh. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I mean, like, I, okay, I recognize that he's like a really good actor and everything too. Like he's, it's literally just a personal preference. I'm like, eh, it's just not my favorite style. And I, yeah, I mean, specifically with this movie, I can see where he's great though. Like he does do mm-hmm. a very good Grinch, but that's the only part of the movie I genuinely enjoyed was just the Grinch mm-hmm. himself. He, loves he didn't like, like Christine Baranski's every part of her performance. <laughs> Remember <laughs> when she's horny for the Grinch, but she's only nine when she saw him last. And she, so and, she, and she's like, she's like, what does she say when she's like talking about the Grinch, like in the current days? Oh she's no, yeah, like, she goes, did so, I have a, did his, I have a crush on the Grinch? She's like his of muscle. Course not. It, oh yeah, his muscle. He's like nine or something, and it's like you. She was nine too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like who? Who is this? (laughs) Honestly, she. I think she was just exposing herself as a monster lover from the very beginning like right, right. you know and that's okay. fine you know we're not gonna keep shame like, you know, to be fair me. a few woke points for mr grinch over here <laughs> in that he um he has a bed frame in his little in his little trash our king our trash king frame, so. our trash king he has a bed frame and like basic understanding of decoration so he's ahead of most bachelors he has an aesthetic it's like gears and <laughs> And like, you know, it's like a ride. I'm like, you you know, the Imagineers have struck your home. The Grinch. <laughs> He's keeping his dog alive, too. And he fairly likes him. So yeah, he likes his dog. He's, yeah. He whips his dog. <laughs> <laughs> Max deserves so yes. much better. I'm going to say yeah, that. Yeah, literally. Max no. does deserve better. I guess that's fair. <laughs> oh, like, there's a part like, where he, he throws the stick and the dog runs after him. He's like, that's right. I'm smarter. Like, <laughs> sure there's no stick. Well, it's like, even when he has that, like, turn of heart at the very end and then and he's like fuck off dog or whatever he says like he like that's exactly what he says in the he, did, he did say fuck off dog he did, yeah, yeah like, he did. it was like was, too much too soon or something like that i was surprised yeah, that he said bitching bad. when they were going down the sled though i was surprised to hear who that. was that line for who know. was that line for this is for a family us, movie like we early 2000s it. who was that line for the question is i'm who sorry is this who was the entire for? movie yeah. for? right okay yeah horny christine like she's so sexy for no reason for no reason no, she's talking to Molly Shannon. Molly Shannon, who's underused in this movie, oh, absolutely. is like, yeah. oh, the lights are so hard to put on. She's like, hey. Like, what is that? Like, what is this? Something for daddy. Yeah. So I guess like that transitions nicely into the question of like, what was your Christmas media diet? Did you like... Lord, Lord of the Rings. Rings. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. We Lord watch of Lord of the Rings, Rings every single Christmas. Oh, that's wow. awesome. <laughs> Do you still so, watch why? it every year? Like, no. Because <laughs> here's the thing, Christians, you're not allowed to watch anything like that has is like violent or like sexy or even interesting in any way, unless it's Lord of the Rings, which for some reason you are allowed to consume. Or- 
or Chronicles of Narnia because or it Chronicles has because it has right. undertones of yes. Christianity. You know what Lord of the Rings has undertones of being gay. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Sam Wise gives you and Frodo definitely had sex. I'm sorry, but Sam is so horny for Frodo. Yes. Any other like uh this is just open Sean, to, just open to the floor. Like uh any Andrew. like Christmas like uh Yeah, I wasn't Christmas, asked the question. Like, it's fine. Stuff. Erin's <laughs> about to leave. Erin has the tree behind her. She's like waiting for us to ask her about <laughs> like, Christmas. Come on, <laughs> I had my answer ready. <laughs> um, I mean, we we actually do have a lot of traditions in my family, um, and I don't I don't think we all like stick with them and call them like we have to do this. It's a tradition. It's just that we enjoy doing it, so we do it. Um, well, for a long time, we watched Secondhand Lions every year. What? Which is not a Christmas movie <laughs> at all, but we just started watching it around Christmas, and that's what we did. Um, for a, a while, movie. it was while you were sleeping, which I think we oh, talked about uh, yeah, last yeah. year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And um, then let's see. Oh, and then uh, one of the other suggestions I had that we didn't end up doing um, was Christmas with the Cranks. That's one of mm. our other movies we watch around huh. Christmas. Um, and then, like my extended family, I always watched The Grinch, the animated one, the yeah. original one. And the best one. Yeah. Um, and then uh, also the um, Mickey Mouse version of like Scrooge McDuck, you know? <laughs> oh, yes. Like, yes. That was all. I always watch that with my cousins like every year. Those two movies back to back. Yeah. What about Sean? Like what are your, what are your Christmas like we, media traditions and so on? If you have We it. were a Christmas story gang. We would watch that because TBS would show it Ooh. every, I think, yeah, every Christmas Eve. And so we'd always watch that. Uh either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Um, and then the only other thing I remember, like, music-wise was uh, when we did our NSYNC episode, I put on this Muppets Jim, uh, John Denver Christmas album, and we would listen to that, mm. like, all the time, putting up ornaments, you know, baking, whatever. Mm. And then uh, there was this one my grandfather used to listen to. I think it was this, like, old folk group called the New Christy Minstrels. And they did a Christmas album of, like, all original Christmas songs. And so I just have this, like, memory of listening to that growing up, being at their house, um, that being on in the background. And then uh, when he, when my grandparents passed away, I got the vinyl record of it. So I'm trying to, like, make it a tradition of, like, listening to that every year. So I, like, don't have any, like, Christmas, I don't have any Christmas, like, thing. Like, I I remember, like, watching The Grinch, the original Grinch a lot, Mm -hmm. like. That like that one I rewatched it yesterday for this. So much of it is imprinted in my brain. The little artistic art direction choices, mm-hmm. the, the all the songs, the and like just like the way the characters move and like the, the terrifying smile the colors, that scared me like, to death. It's so good. So it's like so that's one I remember really nicely. Um other than that, like I, I remember I had like a um you know, like those robot Santa dolls that like would like kind of sway their hips and go oh, yeah. like with like the like muffled yes. voice and stuff like that. Yeah, like, bell rock, like uh, just like and you would just like press a button and I would do it. I would like take the pants off of it. It'd be very fascinating. It's I wouldn't go that far, but like I just so like Santa, it's you who've been bad this so, year. That's the next progression. Look, but don't touch. Look, but don't touch. We had a little snowman and a dog that sang, um, and they would do the little like wiggling they were they were adorable they, they were really big though mm. too mm. um i don't remember what they sang i think it was just jing- yeah it was jingle bells and then the dog would bark mm-hmm. like it would like the guy would sing like was jingle it, bells and, then, and the, the dog would be like bark, and then the bark, dog bark. would pull his pants was down it and jingle bells? Its little butt. <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> exactly. Fact <laughs> canon. Okay, so like let's get let's move on. Um let's talk about the Grinch. Um let's talk let's quickly talk about the original Grinch. Like what are your thoughts on did you guys watch it before coming in today? The animated one? Uh yeah, 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 the original. No, I didn't one. I didn't the watch original animated, I didn't watch yeah. that one. I've seen it before. It's been a while, but I didn't I just watched the Jim Carrey one for this. So, but I remember like little bits of it. And there were things that like Watching the Jim Carrey version, I was like, "Oh, the original did this so much better." Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like him There's, walking out of his yeah. fingers and toes, which looks <laughs> stupid when Jim Carrey is doing it live or whatever. Or going down the chimney. Yeah. Yeah, like it's also like, um, yeah, like uh, it's also just uh, the colors, like the 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 Ron Howard version. Like the colors are so drab. Like there are a lot of greens and reds and yellows and stuff like that, pinks and blues. But it's like with this like gray patina. Like and it's just like at towards the end when like you know when the Grinch's heart grows three sizes or whatever, and like there the sun comes up and like oh this is how the movie could have looked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like with all like the vibrancy of the colors and stuff like that. Yeah, it just looked like sewer water <laughs> like the entire I time. I just kind of. I kind of feel like it's supposed to, though, because you're kind of you kind of grow with the Grinch in the sense of you see everything from the point of view of him in the beginning, where it's like, oh, this whole drab town. It also, well, as opposed to the, but as opposed to like the Jim Carrey version, when everything is just so much. Like I felt like I was on an acid trip, and also like having a seizure the entire time watching it because there's just like too much to focus on. Like, <laughs> like you're, my eyes were like, <laughs> it's the most masterless yeah. thing in the world. Like basically. literally, yes. <laughs> and I can't. I'm sorry. I I have to. I just have to talk about this right away. I know we're talking about the animated one. We're just doing like, whatever. Who cares? Just, it doesn't like, matter. There's no stricture for this one. This movie just like basically just gives us the whole point of why humans have upper lips. Like they look terrifying, and oh. the noses, like all the fake noses they gave everybody, like they didn't have to the do that. They don't are... have to look like who's. Like I mean, I get it, I, I, but they look terrifying. weird. Scary. Here's yeah. the point where They're like scary. the Grinch... Except for Cindy Lou right. Who, and Kristen who's Brand's fine. Yeah. Like, it's all because like a normal. Well, it's, it's all the kids. And, like they grow yes, into yeah, the noses apparently. Oh. It's just yeah. Weird, yeah, but like from minute one, you are painfully aware that everybody on set is breathing <laughs> yeah. through their mouth. Yes, oh and it really makes it uncomfortable. There's, there's a point where, like, the like, Grinch is yeah, going it's... through, it's, like, Christmas night, and he's going through the houses, and there's a shot of, like, two who's sleeping, and they look like, dis- like, I'm sorry, they look like disgusting, like, corpses, and they just look so horrifying. It's really, like... I know the shot. That's actually just what Jeffrey Tambor <laughs> <Whoa>. looks like. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and like again some of it now i will say some of the costume choices are like it was cool to watch it be so like fantastical like i really mm-hmm. liked the uh when they all oh, have like the fun. food on their heads and how it actually looked mm-hmm. like liquid and i i was watching mm-hmm. it with a friend who i was like how the fuck are they not spilling that liquid everywhere and he's like oh well it's one of those bowls mm-hmm. or whatever that just the outside is lined with it so it looks full and i was like <laughs> duh like, <laughs> of course, <laughs> but it was just, it was cool. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, that's a whole different discussion, but you can't argue that the production design team went like ham, right? like totally just wild on this. Yeah. Well, I was just like the, the whole aesthetic of everything is just like American kitsch on meth. Well, and, and it's, it's really like, wild. it's, that's emphasized too with like the crooked camera angles that make you feel so disoriented. Yeah. Like and, canted angles and stuff like that. Like weird. Dutch angles. Like there's a reason for that. 
I look okay, so I looked up a little bit of like behind the scenes stuff just to like find out what was going on. And apparently uh Ron Howard approached this movie as like, well, there are no straight lines in Dr. Seuss. So first of all, all set design, no straight lines anywhere. And that's why he did the Dutch angles, is because he didn't want these like solid, straight on angles to anything. And so like Dutch angles forever. I mean, I get it, yeah. but it shouldn't have yeah. happened. And it doesn't work. Is it that why you have that tattoo, Justin? <laughs> what? Like, is that why you have that Dutch angles forever tattoo? Dutch angles forever. It's not a, oh, like too many be... letters, so it goes over again. <laughs> like this is the most maximalist movie I've ever seen. Like I compared it to Total Recall, and Michael was like, "What's that?" But like it's like this Paul Verhoeven movie. I've seen Total Recall, but I didn't understand what you meant at all. <laughs> no, I meant like ridiculous, like just. Like you, every there's so much going on, like the 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 production practical like effects and stuff like that, and like it it kind of looks like a version of that movie for like kid like a Paul Verhoeven movie for kids basically. Or like the other thought, the other like comparison I had was like the Joel Schumacher Batman basically, like mm. the way it's like it's kind of a bygone era of like movies that they don't make anymore of. Just a live yeah. action cartoon. Really? Wonder why. <laughs> Barb and Star did it. Like I like maybe not like in this like vein, but like it's kind of the closest thing we have to like a live action cartoon. Like that's like just like Barb and Star is one of my favorite movies I've seen. It's so in good. A long, <laughs> yeah, long, yeah. Long time. It's I so think, good. I think one of the things about this movie for me, and and honestly, you kind of said it earlier, Andrew, with just like live action movies that are like based off of cartoons. My sister says this so well. Is that I just. I, personally, I never like them better mm -hmm. than the originals, ever. And it's because as a cartoon, you can do something with animation and with drawing that you just can't physically do in real life. And so no matter what people try to like, when you try and like animate that and do that in, with things, it just, it doesn't come off well. And I think this is a prime example of that. They just, this movie was meant to be creative and like, animated and and just you know like drawn and fun and like crazy but when you put it into like real life it just it gives it this dissonance of like what are you trying to do you cannot connect with it the same way it's just yeah. you put something into a live action that was originally in an animation or in a cartoon book you like you said all that stuff and it just some again something doesn't transfer it's just because i think our brains are we're just not meant to be that literal with it like this is why we have real life. Real life can be real life, but like, <laughs> let yeah. this be fun and crazy. <laughs> like, and you have to add in elements that aren't in yeah. the original thing to make it like a movie. Like, why does the Grinch have a love interest at all? That's nonsense. Like, <laughs> there should be no horniness in a child children's movie. No, and whatsoever. I couldn't figure out if this was like, like, is this really meant for kids? This like adaption? Mm -hmm. It just no, it's not. It's not. I think it's meant for adults who grew up with that cartoon, but like and wanted to share something with the kids, but it's not necessarily meant for the kids. And that sucks because inevitably kids will go to it. Yeah. And you have to keep that in mind. And it's just obvious they didn't, or they just didn't care. There were so many jokes in there that not even, just like obviously the overt horny, you know, like horniness of it. But there were other jokes in there that I was just like, this is not, mm. I don't know if this should be happening. Yeah. <laughs> Powder's <laughs> bitching. Yeah. Capitalism. Well, <laughs> kids need to know. There's that joke, too, where they're talking about how the Grinch <laughs> got found and the dad comes out in the stoop while, you know, Cindy Lou Who is like interviewing, I don't know, whoever about it. And and the dad comes out in the stoop and he's like, 
this baby looks just like your boss, <laughs> which I would not have gotten that joke if I was a kid. It's, but as an adult, I'm like, that's a funny joke. Yeah. And then Cindy Luke goes, is that where kids it's come so, from? It's huh? so funny and, too. and then everyone's like, uh-huh. I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's like that scene happened. And literally right before that joke happened, I was like, oh, wow, they like, that's funny. They don't even like talk. They won't like mention sex or anything like that. And then that joke happened. And I was like, oh, OK, like, I guess they will. I don't quite know the vibe. Yeah. And then and the fact that the scene when the Grinch is like dropped off at that like orgy party. Like, did you look at what's going on? Like, there's like there's like a woman like yeah. riding a man, like spanking him and everything. And I was like, what? Is, like what is happening? Small town in the Midwest party. Vibes. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. Literally. And are, the two ladies who end up being his mom. That's what like, I was he was ask. raised by lesbians. Is that can- canonical? Yes. And that's yes, lovely. I love them. That is the best <laughs> improvement they could have made to the story. That is. Yeah, that's true. So like the Grinch, like that isn't like it's a children's book. I honestly think the original animated version is the mm-hmm. best adaptation they could have done because they add mm-hmm. so much things they add oh, songs well, you haven't seen the chris pratt one yet. <laughs> like, Let's talk about putting it. the chris in christmas i oh my god <laughs> <laughs> like okay like i'm I'd, screaming with, with the grinch it's not to me it's the grinch is not some sacred property that has to be like you know faithfully adapted and stuff like that it doesn't that, that doesn't i don't care about the grinch that much like i don't care about like i like dr seuss i like i like it when uh i love it when it it, it doesn't have to like always maintain the exact spirit of the original thing mm. for it to be a good thing you know but like i think that for example i think the cat in the hat movie is really i think it's hilarious i think it's one of the like it's obvious. It's a it's a it's a movie for like that the jokes are aimed for adults and stuff like that. But I think like as just like a the joke writing, like the absurdity, the the absurdity and all that stuff. I think it's really like. Justin, I think you like, really you're really losing Justin here. <laughs> I think it's I, 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 there's a lot of judgment happening right here. A lot of judgment. <laughs> yeah, as there should. We'll be, be honest. We'll be honest. Check out our episode okay. on it. It's good. Okay. Here's the here's the thing about like Jim Carrey in this role. He is literally the only yep. actor who they could have cast who was yes. able to work through that amount of prosthetics to give a performance that made 100%. it work. Yeah. Um, I do agree with you about Jim Carrey being like the only one who would suit this role. Like that mm. is, and that's Matthew why Morrison. I said it before, I, I can, un- oh my God, I can understand. I'm not going to um, talk about that right now. Honestly, I, but, but seriously though, like I, I do think Jim Carrey did very well and, and, uh, he was entertaining. Like, I think mm-hmm. if you had gotten rid of the all the other stuff that was creepy about it, if they had stuck to the original, like, plot of it, I didn't need all that extraness. But if they had done just, like, what it was, I actually think I would have enjoyed it, especially Jim Carrey as the Grinch. But when you added so much more in and when they did it, just all the who's themselves and it just, yeah, it became way more. Jim Carrey has, like, he really, I think he kind of nailed the, like, performance of it. Like, the facial expressions are wonderful like creepy like and it's, it's it like that mouth piece like i mean like he ha- obviously has yeah, stuff yeah. from like the nose up but that is his mouth he's making those movements and things mm-hmm. like it's really incredible and i think people don't understand like you have to like sit in the makeup chair at 5 a.m and sit in the makeup chair for five hours put on hot suits and then go like like do a bunch of like yeah and there there were i mean there 
you know, on set time must have been very long periods of time because you're mm-hmm. not going to sit in a makeup chair for five hours and then only, you know, only shoot a couple of scenes. Like they were probably doing very long days to get this yeah. all done. I saw something really interesting on uh, my I was watching it on Amazon. So I had the like X-ray feature. Oh, nice. Which like tells you like fun facts or whatever. They spent 10,000 man hours just on makeup on this. Holy uh, cow. This movie. Yeah, I believe yeah. it. So, and about 8,000 of that could have been gone if they didn't make right, the Right, 8,000 unnecessary. <laughs> yes. If they didn't give them all prosthetic noses. The who's just need silly hair. That's, That's all. literally all they needed. Yep. <laughs> Dr. Seuss stands like, you better put the f- weird upper lip thing. Otherwise, we'll protest your movie. Well, I mean, I mean, like, I, okay, like, because for the people who watched the original and stuff, too, even for those who didn't, just go look up a who right now. Like, they are obviously not human. And that's mm-hmm. fine. But if you're going to make it live action, just let them be, just let them look like human. Don't make it weird. <laughs> and they made it weird. <laughs> or do more. Or do, they, yeah. They're, they're a society based around Christmas, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And he is like drawing these nasty drawings about like ending Christmas forever. Like that child needs to be psychiatrist, like a psychiatrist yes. needs to speak with that <laughs> child. That's like, I mean, if a child was like, you know, I don't know. It's like a child burning down a McDonald's, Literally. like trying burning down a McDonald's. Like, <laughs> wait, we in America worship McDonald's, by the way. <laughs> when was it ever no, established that the Grinch eats glass? Uh, I thought that was he, so like funny. that was like <laughs> the first thing. The first thing he did, like as a baby, he, right? But his first words in like, the original, like, is that even a thing? Uh, here's the thing. Okay, okay. So uh, he, he glass. Eats, I think he so eats funny. like a. Like a pin or like he eats like a like a metal pin or something like Maybe. that. It's like a hot like nail at one point, like a hot screw. Like he puts it in the uh, fireplace and he eats that. But like, OK, yeah. so you're let, let's say you're ta- we're all tasked like, hey, imagine studios wants you to make a Grinch movie. OK, so you gotta adapt this book into a Grinch. Like you got to make a 90 minute movie out of it. Like, OK, so like there's like there's a good spine to this this like has a really nice arc the grinch you know he's a big old grump he lives in a mountain he doesn't like the the who's singing and stuff like that so he steals all their presents he goes up the mountain and then you know he hears them sing like even though like they don't have their presents anymore and his heart grows and he returns and gives them the presents like that's a really clean thing you can base a movie off of right like you can and you can add details and stuff like that you can add details like he eats glass and stuff like that (laughs) um but what i don't understand is why (laughs) like the details the the his origin story is like so strange what origin story <laughs> no here's here, the origin story is he's a baby that got dropped off by a stork or whatever he's a green baby he got adopted by two lesbians and like this <laughs> kid already has a proclivity against christmas he already like innately in his heart and soul he hates christmas basically and then he then he goes he grows up he's eight years old this girl has this christine young christine bransky has a crush on him and um he decides to make her a Christmas gift, and but he's also self-conscious because young Jeffrey Tambor says, you have a beard at eight years old. So he shaves his beard, Wait, and he has, like... He didn't even have a beard. No. He had, like, sideburns. He just had... Yeah, he had, like, yeah. a little, like... Yeah. <laughs> like, side... Like, it was, like, an old president. Yeah, tasteful yeah. mutton chops. That is George Can we talk about how creepy... I'm sorry, but can we talk about how creepy the, the like, baby Grinch looks? I, Fucking awful. Like, I think it, it looks... Awful. I think it's no. the... the, the, the the puppet's impressive. The puppetry is very good. I have good. an affinity yeah. for really, like, ugly things that are actually cute, like Smeagol and 
and the golem, you know, <laughs> and uh, and hairless cats. But that that was not cute. It was ugly. That's it was than weird. And it was cats. not. No, the eyes were like is the eyes were. It wasn't creepy. cute at all. I don't like. You know, Creepiest I thought spot. it was cute with like the black eyes. I think the. The yellow eyes with the like the bloodshot is like really disturbing to like me. Like when he's adult Grinch and when he's like like adolescent Grinch and stuff like that. But okay, (laughs) so I just like imagining yourself being a writer pitching that basically. Like okay, and then he shaves his. (laughs) <laughs> then he shaves his face and he got a bunch of cuts and the kids make fun of him and that's why he hates Christmas. Like, that's not enough that's not a good enough reason. Why did you come up with that? He, gets, like, he got bullied once. Just imagining like the the brainstorming session for coming up with this. It's just like somebody just doing a line of coke. It's like, okay, okay, okay. So the Grinch, okay? The Grinch, the Grinch. But but he fucks. What about that? What about what if we do that? Yeah. That's he's the one. I think, no, here's the thing. I think the problem is he doesn't fuck because he lives in that mountain by himself. Like he's like he's so full of sexual like frustration. And then when he gets married to Christine Bransky, he could like calm down a bit. Like he could chill. But he has the Super Mario warp pipe that leads right to town. So I don't know why he's not like doing that more. But yeah, he gets bullied once, and then he's like, "All right, I'm gonna." There's which has <laughs> nothing to do with Christmas. No, like, no. and there was okay. There's a letterbox. Really there's a letterbox review that says, "Imagine devoting the next 50 years of your life to personally loathing everyone in your hometown because you got roasted in front of your second grade crush when you were eight. That's the movie. <laughs> I mean, that's really okay. It. But children are the worst, so like I mean, it's yes. understandable. I was made fun of, and look at me, I'm great. <laughs> Part of me is also like, it, it's not really like she was very rude to him though either. Like I think I would have understood not. more if she was like, if she was gonna laugh along with right. them and be like, oh yeah, I never liked you or whatever. But she's kind of just like watching the whole time, and then she feels bad and like picks up his thing at the end. It's like it, it was really just everybody else that was laughing at him. When did he care about them in the first place? And then except for this right. moment. And then later in the movie, there's this moment. I actually thought this would have been a fun thread for them to follow. Like, and a good motivation for why he's the way he is, is like, he goes on this rant saying like, you, you, who's like, have Christmas every year and then you throw away your presents and your presents end up in my little garbage mountain and stuff like that. And then like, that's why he's mad at Christmas and stuff like that. And these guys are annoying and noisy and stuff like that. Like, and that could be a, that's a, maybe a functional, like more straightforward take on the movie, basically. That was another thing that reassured me of the capitalism. Yeah, it's it's like yeah, it's like an anti-capitalist movie to a certain degree, which is oh so strange. So strange for a children's movie. It's it, it barely though, like because yeah. like the right. That's what I'm saying. It's like kind of doing it. It's like when he at the end he was like <laughs> maybe Christmas isn't about the presents, and I was like, did we establish that it was in this movie? Like I. I didn't get the like capitalist vibes from this movie. Well, Christmas means nothing if you're not celebrating our Lord and Savior well, Jesus Christ at every waking moment, <laughs> every single second, so, of every single day. It means nothing not to have other people movie. too. Like it doesn't count. Yeah. Um, right, right. <laughs> like Christmas is nothing unless Starbucks cups say "Love you, love Jesus, love God, Hallelujah" on them. Hallelujah. And it means John three sixteen. Yeah, yes. every time you give a present out, you say "Remember Jesus." is the greatest present. This is a secondary <laughs> gift. I'm trash. You're trash. We're both trash. This is our feeble attempt at trying to and, replicate and the greatest gift that Jesus gave us. You have us. to say Merry Christmas. If you don't pronounce the T, it doesn't count. Merry Chris Pratt-miss. 
Chris Pratt. Twenty five days of Chris Pratt. <laughs> okay. Like, but I like there, there's. I'm not done. Okay. I'm not done. <laughs> no, like good. movies like this, like when they kind of like criticize capitalism, it's honestly spineless because it's, all, it's also perpetrating capitalism too. So it's like there's no like teeth to it. There's no like. So it's just like lip service, basically. It's like maybe like the dad at the end, he's like, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe Christmas is about. The family instead of, uh, you know, um, oh you know the gifts and the materials. If I'm stuff, forced right? to love my wife and Christmas my child. Christmas about getting a Gatling gun that shoots uh, lights onto your house. That's what Christmas is really about. Okay, but honestly, I was a little jealous in that scene because that, that would be cool. a very nifty machine. That would be. <laughs> oh, also, I will say a, a good point for this movie. The male scene in the very beginning. Oh, that was fun. I actually really liked that. It's like fun. watching yeah. him slide on that when he slid, um, when her, when Cindy Lou Who's father slid, and then like he like expertly just like leans back when it had that like curved mm. uh, wall. I thought that was so cool. I was like, okay, I wonder how many takes that took for him not to whack his. Also, head. when the Grinch was in there and he did the like jury duty joke, I was that I loved that. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> that yeah, that's was like funny. the kind of like yeah. adult joke yeah. that I think it works. That was like, like the best joke. Like I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think yeah. There's no place for like what I'm and I'm not like a prude or anything like that but like there's I don't think there's a place for like too many innuendos in like a movie like this I don't think that's like that but there's so yeah. much Again, <laughs> like, it, I feel like thing. Jeffrey Tambor kissing the dog's asshole was maybe that just was, a step over the line I thought that I know I like that that was cool yeah. <laughs> we all well, that. well Jeffrey Tambor was already uh, harassing all the women on set he had to expand his borders this movie's like again just like my problem with the movie is uh, like by an hour in it, I'm like tired of this. Like, I, it's like, yes, yes. I was done. Like, yes. because it's, sorry to cut in, Andrew, but it's because it's like, if you know the Grinch story, the whole first hour is just building up to the actual Grinch story. Well, so now you had all of this exposition to where you're like, well, I know what happens now. Like, why am I watching this whole and thing? They don't really, like, mm-hmm. You could literally just start it from where it's like 45 minutes left and it would be a completely different movie. That's the thing fine. is they don't really well, do anything interesting with that first part of the movie. Like, I would have rather preferred like, keep the last half hour of the movie the original story and then make the rest of it like a deeper like origin story basically that's more interesting to me i want to know yeah. like where he came from yeah. like yeah why he's hates yes. well, they, that's what they're trying to do it just is terrible <laughs> <laughs> like this this movie has like no time no like breaks there's no time <laughs> no like there are something no is always happening on screen like yes. there's no always. shot that's like exterior whoville like just like a nice establishing <laughs> shot it's like bobbing and weaving in between the people yeah. and then then like a guy comes out of a trumpet and a little guy comes out of a trumpet blows a trumpet and then he falls out he farts like yeah like, what was with the random little ones well okay so the random little one like that is straight up a dr seuss pull if oh, you look okay. the, like the long longer like you that, look yeah. at a sprawling Dr. Good. Seuss uh, drawing, the more like little details you will see. And that's one of the Good. little details you would probably see. Mm. Okay. But, that makes me feel better about them. Yeah. They but also here. to Andrew's point, yeah, like there are, there are no breaths, there's no breaks, <laughs> which is supposedly translates to animation because stuff is always happening. But if you watch the original 30 minute Chuck Jones like special, there is so much time that just allows you to absorb what you just yes. saw. There's like 
there are moments where you just you're getting a beat and then the Grinch's reaction. Yes. And but it's all the stuff that allows it to it's breathe so and allows clean. it to be so much funnier. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's mm-hmm. it's it's clean. You get like this you, there's no time to cuz they throw so much at you and there's no time to absorb mm-hmm. it. Like it's on to the next thing. Like I, like well, you can't yeah. like again, look at the Grinch's room and just go like, "Wow, that's cool." Like they're already like doing something else. It again, I think it has to do with the I mean, we've been talking about it this whole time, like the exposition and the making a bigger story of it. And I understand that like Hollywood as it is now, like, yes, we make movies that are a very set period and amount of time, like an hour and a half kind of thing. But it's it's another one of the problems of turning these old movies and remaking them when they were originally a certain way. It's, it's my hugest problem with Disney is that like all of the Disney live action princess movie remakes that they've done are trash because they are adding so much into it that is like... Like, I guess you could add stuff to these movies, but I don't think you mm-hmm. need to. Like, just let it be what it was. And so they won't, they, they, they add this to make it a whole lot longer, and then you're bored because you know what happens. And, like, yeah, I, I think that this movie was one of the, maybe the predecessors of all of this. Like, it's just another one of those things. You're like, you don't, you don't need to add so much. Just, we liked the original. Let us see the original. That, that's how I felt with the songs, too. I didn't. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, like when he Cindy Lou Who's song just Cindy Cindy Lou Who's song is like the most. Movie. I mean, I guess there's only like two songs in the thing, but Cindy Lou Who's is like whatever. It's fine. It's bad, but it's kind of cute because she's a kid. When the Grinch is singing, yeah, "You're a Mean I One." Guess. Why? He has no reason to sing that. Like, he shouldn't be singing that. The Thorough Ravenscroft version is superior, and I will die on that hill. <laughs> so what I was saying, hmm. <laughs> talk about traditions, is that I honestly do adore the Mr. Green or the you're a mean one Mr. Grinch like I mm-hmm. love that song I have always loved it I've loved every version of it and in fact this is a hot take but I really like the Glee cast version because they've got Jane Lynch singing <laughs> and I like that <laughs> silence <laughs> so songs are fi- like they're, they're like just perfectly like again the Cindy Lou who songs fine or whatever see I don't the know mean, the you're a mean one Mr. Grinch that scene that was when he was like building the sled right which, like, that yeah, already felt yeah. so chaotic and, like, all over the place. I was like, you don't need to add, like, Jim Carrey singing yes. and this, like, song over top of it. But there's so much happening like, here. Okay. So, I don't, like, necessarily always agree that the original thing should be this sacred, sacred thing. You know? This, like, you have to do it exactly the way that the original was. Otherwise, it has no value. Because, like, I think I like... We talked about Sweeney Todd on the Shannon. You know, we talked mm-hmm. about Sweeney Todd, and like that was like a book, and then they adapted to a musical, and then like they made a movie off of that. I think the movie's better mm-hmm. than the music, the like the original mm-hmm. cast musical, basically. And like I think there's something to be said about like taking iconography and making a new story off of it, like doing something new, and like like maybe letting a person of color like do a Cinderella story and some mm-hmm. of that, like or something mm-hmm. like whatever. Um, yeah. But well, then, and I, I yeah. was going to say, though, let me cut in really quick because I want to be clear. Like, I, that's not what I was saying. No, no, no. Like, yeah. And I because I don't want to be that person who's like, I'm a purist. You have to keep it. That's this is its form. I just think that there's something to be said about when you add like little things to a story that I think a good example is Beauty and the Beast for me. Like when they did that remake, they tried to make the beast more human and they gave him that sad backstory and everything. And it's just kind of, it's a problematic movie anyway. Like we just didn't really need this exposition. And the same thing with Belle, they had her mother die and like they made it more sad. And Mm -hmm. it just, I feel like that is an example kind of how with this one, 
we know the story. It just didn't really need to have more. If you want to do a remake, mm-hmm. make it your own and do something wholly different with it, which I think some movies are. S- some of the remakes are doing okay, but some of them, I just don't, I don't agree with that kind of keep it exactly as it is, but we're going to add a couple little things to make it like longer. The, the other thing is like, there's something to be said about like, dimensionalizing if you're going to make a 90 minute Grinch movie like dimensionalizing the Grinch he can't just be like like maybe he could be like maybe he could be just like grumpy Grinch and stuff like that maybe that is you could make a movie off of that um but like you know there is some I don't necessarily agree with people who say like well Cruella should just be bad you know that she's just an evil lady who hates dog like like yeah, yeah, I don't know what but I like <laughs> I think she I think has to say, kill dogs I'm sorry but I think there's an elegant way to tell that I don't know if the actual like Cruella did it well but like there's an elegant way to do a Cruella backstory movie and something like that it has to involve her killing dogs <laughs> it <laughs> I mean, at least the Grinch, at least the original Grinch story is about a mean Grinch, but he does turn good yes. in the end. But yeah. like, I, Andrew, like, I was gonna say, like, I have to, I was gonna say, like, I have to, like, kind of disagree. Like, I do, I do think there's an elegant way that you can, can go about it. But a villain needs to be a yeah. villain in the end, if you've yes. already established mm-hmm. them as a villain, because then you're gonna have a lot of people that sympathize with that villain and then just say, well, oh, well, you know, they had trauma. This is why they're there. But they need to deal with that and be better. And, Correct. But, yeah. and so like with something well, like Cruella, you try to make her human in this sense th- of you have to understand them first before you do that. I think that's I think that's, that's like the key, like the, the, the thing we're missing. We're like we're saying like this person should be a villain like and stuff like that. I, don't know. I mean, I feel like if you give a villain that kind of motivation, I think it does sometimes improve the overall story. But I think there's also something to be said for just a villain that is a villain for villain's mm-hmm. sake. Yeah. Um, one I always like come back to. But the kind of society society is always bad. What I always come back to is the uh, the villain from the animated Mulan. Is that is it Sean mm. Yu? Is that the name of the villain? I think so. Okay, yeah. but like in that movie, like th- I love the kind of villain that is just a force of nature. Like sure. they are coming, you cannot stop them and they will kill everything in their path. And I have kind of a soft spot for a villain like that. But when you add a backstory to that, sometimes that gets way muddled like, like uh, Thanos from mm-hmm. like Endgame sort of stuff. I really don't feel like Thanos needs to be, like relatable sympathized with at all no no like, not at all yeah. like he's he's literally just a force of nature and i feel like that's what he needs to be that's that's what i mean about corella too is it's like it'd be like if in this grinch movie the grinch was secretly trying to save christmas the whole time i don't think that would be good this, yeah that would be like but that's like the equivalent mm-hmm. right because that's what the corella movie is about like oh she actually likes dogs oh actually this is fine you just are misunderstood. This would be like the Grinch find out like there's like deadly bacteria <laughs> in every Christmas <laughs> item in every in the town and he has to steal it all. Like that would be terrible. My age old saying that I use is like, you know, trauma and our experiences, they explain our behaviors, but they do not justify mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, yes. you can really go through crap and go through shit. But like but that does not make an excuse for you to be a shitty person then. And I've yeah. seen I think I think this movie at least kind of does that well. They stick with the same. They gave him a backstory, and you can see why he's the way he is. But he still chooses to be good in the end when his heart grows the three sizes 
much bigger and yes. <laughs> like you know and it stuck with that originally it's just some other movies i feel like they don't do that when they're trying to it's funny that at the end though i'm still like wow this grinch That's like like yeah he has a change of heart but god he still sucks like, he sucks. He's still he's still <laughs> he's like, he's so into that dog and like his personality was exactly the same and I was like, okay, I <sighs> I wouldn't hang out with you, like I wouldn't touch you with a ten foot pole, actually. <laughs> yeah. Right, okay. Like, let's just quickly go through like any like well, any like let's just go through stray highlights of this movie and any any moments that you kind of like. Like, yeah. Like, any moments that you liked from many. I liked the moment. There were little jokes, like like the jury duty joke was funny. Um the part where he uh, is in the cave and he pulls the tablecloth out and then you think he's done and he goes back and messes up the dishes, I thought it was really funny. I think I heard somewhere that it was, that was supposed to mess them up, but it didn't. And so he went back <laughs> in really and did it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, that's that good. is funny. I like any moment that Max is in, the dogs. Mm-hmm. Cute um, dog. I also really like, because uh, you, you said it mm-hmm. too, Michael, how Amazon gives you those like extra little like tidbits uh-huh. and stuff. When, you, when I paused the movie, they credited the dog... The dog's name was Kelly. Then they also Aww. credited the dog's voice. So somebody oh. was doing his like like the dog's voice differently, yeah, and like they credited that person yeah. too. And I was like, oh, that's cute. It was funny too because they I did the same thing, Aaron, and they also say like Kelly. Kelly is an actress known for blank. blank, blank. And I'm like, that's a dog. <laughs> yeah, I know what she's doing. <laughs> it's, like, it's a dog. Hey, Do we know my, if Kelly's even fa- still alive? Right. Like, it's like... No, definitely. Oh, not. Let's not definitely think about not. that. Yeah. Corella got to her. Corella got to Kelly. <laughs> uh, we, I was, when I was watching it, I, one of the fun facts that popped up was Christine Moransky did not raise her kids with TV because of the sexualization and violence on TV. And I'm like, then what is this? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> do what I do, She's don't like, do I what I say. We got to talk, Christine. <laughs> yeah, literally. You will not partake of the of the thing that I contribute. Right. <laughs> you will not be consuming your sexy mom being sexy in this movie. <laughs> I like the, uh, your idiot gag, the, the echo gag, I think is really funny. Like the, mm-hmm. I did not think Classic. that was funny. I was not like, charmed by that. Like, um, just like the the you're an idiot happening twice, like like unprompted. I think it was really funny. The second you're an idiot, <laughs> was, like, good. was like, oh yeah. Was yeah. Um, I also like the classic moments that are. Uh, that are memed all the time, you know, like the one where, where he's in the outfit and he's like, that's it, I'm not going, <laughs> whatever. Like, or the, I like, the, I liked watching those. Five o'clock, self-loathing, like, blah, 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 blah. Can't skip dinner again that with one, myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've seen those so many times in memes and it was fun to actually watch it, like, in real time. Mm-hmm. Live. When the dad is, like, talking to Cindy Lou Who and is like, remember to be careful around the sorting machine and she's like, yeah, she has 100% fallen in that sorting machine before. <laughs> like, that is not a I new like experience. So like, I think that the Cindy oh, Lou Who kid is, like, was pretty really, yeah, like, I think a real, like, grounds the movie in a really nice way. Like, I don't think, I don't also, think it's, it's a great she movie. She did a really yeah. good job. It's so funny, too, because, mm-hmm. like, she fell into that. The Grinch pushed her into that thing or whatever. And then Max convinces the Grinch to go get Cindy. And then Cindy's like, the Grinch <laughs> is wonderful. It's like, no. Max saved Christmas, technically. <laughs> Max also, is good. I love that we're mentioning this moment because this really, I, I have some notes here. And that literal scene was a note where that I was like, this is, this is setting Cindy up to be the kind of girl who falls for the bad boy. And it's like, but I can save oh, him. Oh, uh, the Grinch is, is a project. The Grinch is a project for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. While watching yeah. this, I realized there is like a sub section of the like the manic pixie dream girl trope that is like little girls and adult broken men yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> yes. We, yes. Need to, we need to stop like while we're also canceling man- the manic pixie dream uh, girl 500 days thing. of summer yeah.
Exactly. Like, anyways. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Any other, like, uh, straight observations, low lights, or anything like, along those lines before we conclude? I, I would say specifically, um, there were two main things I did not like. One was I really didn't like the way that at one point the Grinch broke the fourth wall. I thought it was fine. Hmm. Yeah. Like, mm. looked straight at the camera and was like, I, I just, it didn't fit with me with the rest of the movie. Um, maybe it actually fit too do you, well. Did you, do you, have you, like, seen any bits of the Matthew Morrison Grinch? Like, I don't, I don't know if we'll no, cover it, but like. Because I respect myself. <laughs> there's a moment, <laughs> where there's, here's, here's a moment he does. He goes like, and you, the audience. I don't like that couch. It's like he, just, he goes on a whole thing like that. It's like. How so awful. Um, I don't know. That is fun. It does. And then the the other thing that I just really did not approve of, I didn't like, um, was the fact that the Grinch had an ass. You don't like that? Like He's got dumpy. No, because um I just it it threw me off. Like every time they like showed him from like, the behind ooh. like he had darker <laughs> hair where his crack would be, and I was like, I don't I don't think He's we a need this. <laughs> like I only want my Grinch's yeah. thing. Keep the Grinch thing. Like I think maybe now we can see why, you know. <laughs> Horny Christine. Keeps the thick in thickness. <laughs> All that glass goes to the ass. I can't eat another piece of glass. Sean, that might be my favorite thing you have ever said. <laughs> oh, thanks. Here's my take on Jim Carrey. Um, so I do agree with you that, like, I don't know who else could do this version of The Grinch, like this live action version, mm-hmm. you know. But I feel like he's kind of like Robin Williams in a lot of ways, um, you know, at his best and at his worst. Like uh, the idea of like mm. when Robin is paired with a great director who knows what they're doing and who can tap into what makes Robin Williams great. I think it's like, there's no movie like it, you know, like Aladdin is a perfect example of the, the letting Robin fly, letting Robin do like go nuts and stuff like that. Like ad lib and do impressions and stuff. Miss Doubtfire, like letting, letting him do his thing, but also like telling a good story, but also like having him be like a flavor in this meal, basically that like, but like with this, it feels like while the movie has a very strong visual styling, it's a very distinct. It, like it's very like he, it's clear that Ron Howard has a take on di- like the Dr. Seuss world and stuff like that. But that paired with like um, with Jim Carrey going buck wild with no guidance, no like just like. Yeah. Okay, uh, and just do whatever you want. And like, you know, that <laughs> right, like and right. then just the camera going like aruga, aruga right. and just like flying all over and then he like <laughs> shards somewhere and like he's just like, just, like <laughs> I I do not miss that like style of comedy of like the fisheye no. lens and like oh, sound effects so out nauseous. the wazoo and everything. And also yeah, like the entire sense of humor is just different people putting their fetishes out there and then other people laughing at them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Let's get through final thoughts and ratings. The way it works is we'll rate this album. <laughs> we gotta go. Uh, we'll rate this album out of 10 of Unmetric at the end. Uh, so who would like to go first? Movie. Kids movie. Did not see when I was a kid. Some of the jokes did really land for me, though. Jim Carrey is kind of weird in it. <laughs> Um, I, I find it hard to consume Jim Carrey content because I find him so like <laughs> troubling in a truly like what is going yeah, on truly, way. Yeah. Um, I feel that. Truly I feel Lovecraftian that. sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. So 
Uh, I give this movie probably four out of ten babies your boss impregnated <laughs> you with. <laughs> cool. I guess I'll go next. Um, yeah, I kind of, I kind of have to just mirror what Michael said. Um, yeah, I literally just everything that he said is exactly how I feel about it. The only, the only <laughs> no enjoyment thoughts. head empty, no thoughts. Um, the only enjoyment <laughs> that I got out of this movie was the fact that I watched it with some friends who. Um, who already had seen it and hated it. And so they <laughs> they were able to just, like, talk me through it. And so we, we just kind of made fun of it the whole time. But um, I'm going to give this movie probably 2 out of 10 uh, crazy uh, liquid-filled <laughs> cups on the yeah. heads. <laughs> yeah, I'll also, like... I think the only thing that really got me through this movie was watching it with my boyfriend. Yeah. Um, I think otherwise it... I mean, it was already kind of nightmare fuel, but uh, it would have been even worse uh, to sit through. Because when I started that, I was like, holy shit, this is an hour and 45 minutes. That's already like, this is going to be a, a nightmare. Um, yeah, and it was. <laughs> That's short for a movie, too. <laughs> like, nightmare like, before Christmas. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't, I can't figure this movie out. Um, I, I, I don't know what's happening, happening half the time. Uh, I'm just going to give it. I'll give it five uh, fugly baby Grinches out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> fugly baby Grinches. Uh, I mean, I understand why a lot of people hold it in a special place. Like, it's a classic story. You know, there's like the veil of it's the source of their perversion. It. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, they 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 find out little pieces about themselves, and they ooh, I'm into this. They you know they find that out. Uh, but like. When you are trying to adapt a cartoon into live action, you are going, and we talked about this earlier, but you're going to run into the physics, like the limitations of physics and the limitations of the human body, and you will never be able to overcome those, no matter how hard you try. Um, and if they're working so hard to deliver a cartoon in live action, why? Just right. go to the cartoon. And I get it, it's a challenge or whatever, but I don't know. It's, it, I will. <laughs> Yeah, this one didn't really necessarily land for me either. I'm going to give it uh, three out of ten uh, mm. mayors kissing dog buttholes. <laughs> Andrew's about to break out some like deep, thoughtful like breakdown of this movie. Kids movie. Good Probably good time. Grinch there. Grinch green. Grinch happy. <laughs> <laughs> Grinch grumpo. Green? Okay. So this movie is demented, I feel. It's very, <laughs> I feel like tonally, it doesn't know what it is. It doesn't know if it's like an adult subversion of the Grinch or if it's just like a kid's movie for children. Like... And I'm okay with like you know maybe like one or two jokes where they're just like kind of like oh a little wink to the to the audience or something like a little wink to the parents or whatever. What if they were all as funny as like that boss one or like the the ones we've mm -hmm. noted, right? Mm -hmm. But there's so many more that are like what? Yeah. <laughs> like why did you put this in? You know. Also, can I say I forgot to bring this up earlier. There's a part when after he like burns the tree where he's like running around the city and they like flash his face <laughs> like at the screen or whatever. You know, so it reminded me of the scene in the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, yeah. Where mm. they're going down the tunnel. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this is There's gotta no be... way of knowing. Yeah. <laughs> which way the Grinch is going. <laughs> 
I was like, this is gonna be. This would be so scarring for a kid. Yeah, it's like 100%. it scared like hundred percent. I I appreciate. I have to commend a movie for taking big risks like that and swinging for the fences and how weird it is and how strange it is and like how um <laughs> some of the twisted sensibility I found very funny. Um, but I feel like while I commend that, to me the movie didn't work. To me, it was sensory overload. I like it was um, unpleasant to watch at times. Uh, like it was very unpleasant to watch. It was way too much. Um, so I'm gonna give it four onions that the Grinch like rubs on his armpits out of ten. So <laughs> also, this movie is disgusting. Like the the bit where he like shows his teeth and like <laughs> little maggots like come out of his <laughs> mouth and stuff like that. It's horrifying. It's like some. There were way too many moments where the camera was way too close to just very specific body parts, yeah. and I did not like it at all. <laughs> like the ass. Three and a half minutes in, and you get a close up on an ass. Why? I know. Why not? Okay. Some would call that a good For time. Reason? I would not. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Let's get to. Uh, thank you so much. That was great. Uh, let's get to our. Uh, I've been meaning to listen to that, and we did playlist uh, the part of the show where we add a song onto our Spotify playlist, which I need to update, like pretty, like maybe today or tomorrow. So the song I'm gonna pick is uh, "Tis the Damn Season" by Taylor Swift. Click. So we could call it even. You could call me babe for the weekend. Tis the damn season. Song is awesome. I, Evermore's like I've mentioned this hundreds of times. My favorite Taylor Swift record. Um, the songwriting's next level. Uh, it's really sad. It's like the idea that like this you know woman who like wanted to be an actress is visiting her hometown again, and she's like reconnecting with like this guy like they had a crush on. Like you know they had like this little romance thing, and then like over the weekend they're going like let's let's rekindle it just for the weekend, and then like you know I'll go off and. Like I'm, I'm gonna leave the warmest. Go off, queen. <laughs> I'm gonna go off, queen, and like go leave off. the warmest bed I ever knew, and stuff <laughs> like that. It's really sad, really melancholy. This is the mode I really like from her. Um, so that's my pick. It's very holidays, but also like very melancholy, like Christmas season Christmas music that I like too. I'll do my pick next. This is a incredible song, seasonal, not for the season that it's coming out in. Um, it is so good, so fun. I'm looking forward to listening to it all the way through until when I want to listen to it, which will be summer 2022. My song pick is Coconuts by Kim Petras. Click. My coconuts, you can put them in I would like to put them in my mouth. I would like to <laughs> look at those double Ds. I would like to touch Kim Petras' boobs, all the things she beckons I... me to do. I, I literally it. just listened to that song for the first time on the way back to my house today, <laughs> and I knew that was going to be your pick. Like I was like, "This is Michael's song. This is Michael's my song. God. I knew it." That's his I wedding song. You dude. <laughs> <laughs> stuff. I would play that. My That's wedding. fun. Uh, I'm like, go. <laughs> oh my god! If you don't play that at your wedding, That's what we're I'll down play it for you. Justin, the person who has a song, what do you pick? Yes, uh, my pick is slightly predictable, but I'm going to pick the Thorough Ravenscroft version of You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. Yeah. It's like, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel. Ah, uh, I just, Grinch. I really like it. Um... I don't technically sing bass, but 
I kind of sing. I like when I'm alone in my apartment, I'll like sing bass to myself, and I've modeled my singing style off of trying to imitate that specific song. <laughs> That's fun. Uh, and like I just the tonality of it and everything, and it's it's just very well written and well sung, and like the mm-hmm. lyrics, it it's just good. And it, it that. that yeah that song quicker than anything else will get me into the holiday spirit. <laughs> You know what have been like a good like origin story for the Grinch that I would have liked is like they wrote that song specifically to make fun of the Grinch and stuff. That, like that. would have been like, good. Just, like, I mean, that's stealing like, from Cruella Deville. <laughs> there's a funny like Cruella tweet like before you know they kind of like the, made the distinction between like Cruella, Ella, whatever. But like the Brody Gupta had a really funny tweet like, yeah. You know why she's evil? Because she's named Cruella. <laughs> like, I'll be a, I'll be an asshole if my name was Bitch Gupta or something like that. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, he's he was born named the Grinch. Like, yeah, he's going to have some issues. <laughs> right. I did like how his name tag just said Grinch. Yeah, but... That was funny. Um, so for my song, um, it's really funny that we talked all about Christmas and the real meaning of Christmas and stuff. Um, I am going to pick a very religious song. Um, Coconuts by Kevin. 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 Also, yes, that one. That's <laughs> Coconuts by well, Kevin. That's my religion. Um, no, the song is called uh, "Breath of Heaven" by Amy Grant. With a babe inside, and I Yeah, like Amy Grant is one of my all-time favorite artists, actually. Um, and this song, again, even though it's very heavily rooted in the Christian culture, I still think it's a gorgeous song. Um, it is and a it song. really does put me kind of in—it's melancholy, which is my kind of holiday spirit. Um, melancholy, deck the house. I do melancholy. love it. Melancholy. It's <laughs> <laughs> like another Kim Petras reference. Yeah, yeah. Like a melancholy. Um, melancholy. But yeah, yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a very good one. Um, I got melancholy. I, <laughs> Check it out. I got it right here. I think that's all the time uh, I got, folks. <laughs> I'm a little bit. I've no. I've been searching Spotify this whole time to try to find something. Um, I just came across a Spotify playlist for New Music Holiday. Uh, I'm gonna pick Christmas Caller by Beach Bunny. Click. I love the gifts, the noggins like your presents. Are you free this New Year's Eve? Christmas Caller, are you calling my name? Calling my name? Calling me up? Uh. I haven't heard this song yet, so I don't know if it's good or not. <laughs> but <laughs> the confidence of calling. Well, no, 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 okay. I do, I do have a reason though, because we saw Beach Bunny like. <laughs> he says the N word a bunch of times in that song. <laughs> there was racism. Come on. There was homophobia. Oh, it had. Oh. What says? It says holidays. You know. Uh, no, we saw Beach Bunny like a few months ago and they were really great. I don't actually know if this is a Christmas song or not, though. I'm assuming it is because it's on this playlist, but uh, let's all check it out. So. <laughs> uh, so that's our episode today. Thank you so much. Uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas and stuff. Uh, Justin, Aaron, do you have anything that you'd like to plug? <laughs> well, not really. I might be in a show. No, but I mean, you can follow me on um, Instagram uh, if you want to. Um, I don't know if you just feel like it, looking at my face, yeah. whatever. It's uh, my Instagram is Aaron uh, E R Y N N two three. 
Justin, what, what do you have to plug? Uh, like any I, social media. I don't right? have anything huge to plug right now, uh, but if you want to follow me on uh, Instagram at his wedding, I, my <laughs> wedding <laughs> Instagram, uh, you're all invited. <laughs> oh God, no. <laughs> We do not have the budget for all those hors d'oeuvres. Ah. You, have to, like, you have to ask us what we want, chicken or fish and stuff. Like, we can talk later. Um, but uh, follow me at jclet Designs. Uh, and then if you – I'm also a graphic designer, so if you want to look at some of my artwork, you can check me out at jcolettedesigns.com. Awesome. Hire him. He's very good. Yeah. So thank you so much. Uh, you can follow me at Andrew Ailey on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow Sean at Diabetic Twink on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow Michael at Lemon Taco on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can follow the show at IBMTLTT on Instagram and Twitter. Leave us a rating and review on uh, Apple Podcasts. We're trying to get to 100 by the end of this year. And also, we're trying to get to 10,000 listens by the end of this year, too. We're almost there. We're like 600 left. And yeah, like seriously, like thank you to like, anybody listening out there, like, thank you for listening to us it's really cool even if it's like you know even if it was only a few of you we have a lot of fun doing this and it's really cool that we've we've gotten especially with the spotify wrapped thing recently we've gotten some nice responses from people so thank every thank you everybody for listening yeah we hope to like keep mm. growing next year like it's really exciting tune in to next week for our best of episodes where we'll showcase our five songs we've been enjoying and you know each of our individual playlists sean michael and Aunt me sean michael and, and, and me and me <laughs> yeah so thank you all so much. Have a good day. Click. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel.